Hello everyone, welcome to the Lifetime Booking Podcast. My name is Stephen Hook and this is a podcast going through the entire life, breadth and career, in ring at least, of stardom superstar, current stardom superstar, Julia. Um, I sound a little bit rough. Um, I have had a very sociable weekend seeing friends and other friends and spending time online shouting at friends whilst playing a stick fight over steam so now i sound gruff and actually mildly interesting and i sound a bit more like a man i can assure you most likely that by next week um i will be back to sounding my usual slightly camp high-pitched west country self but enough about me i'm so tired uh, we're going to continue talking about Julius, part two, last part, part one, that's what comes before two. Uh, we looked at Julia's in-ring debut with Ice Ribbon, where she trained, uh, and then it was a very short debut, actual year, 2017, only nine matches to talk about, um, or nine matches that she had, and then we went into 2018, because that's how the passage of time goes. And from there, in her like proper full year in the biz, she was getting in um, massive matches already, really early on in her career, uh, against Risa Serra, Mayukihi, Tsukasa, Fujimoto. Um, they're like the big ones for Ice Ribbon. And then outside of Ribbon, you had the likes of Aisha Kong, Kaman Bolshoi, Tsukushi. Um, and then eventually, she ended up getting in the ring with a future Don Del Mondo stablemate called Himeka. That's, I thought that was really cool foreshadowing, I must admit. Um, she competed with, as well as Ice Ribbon, she competed with Rainer, Pierre J, Oz Academy, Wave, or Wave. She was invited to participate in the Toshiaki Kawada Produce Holy War Volume 3, and I definitely don't have that written down. And she was named Ribbon's, uh, Ice Ribbon's new face, or she won that award, which basically means best noob of the company. Um, so yeah, things are going pretty well for Judy right now. She's getting in the in the ring and in the matches with a lot of the big names of uh, Ice Ribbon and just general Joshi professional wrestling. And we're going to continue into 2019 because, again, passage of time. And in 2019, Julia took a slight divergence in her career trajectory. Um, more about that later, but short term. So uh, her career at this point has been dominated by tag team matches, as is the way with Ice Ribbon. Um... Towards the end of 2018, Julia established her first main major feud with Tequila Sire. And that led to a back and forth that Julia ended up winning, at least numbers on the board. And then at the end of their match, at the end of December, they sort of like shook hands, bowed and did the whole thing and said, Hey, why don't we try beating up other people, but together? And they both agreed and they thought it'd be really cool. And so they became the tag team for 2019 that would eventually become burning raw um that's a bad tag team name i'm gonna say it most because both saya and julia don't know who i am and i have no reason to fear that will beat me up one day so yeah it's it's not the best name they or ice ribbon or whoever thought of it could have thought up um but it it's 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 it labels are meaningless for the most part uh, it, the main calling card for that is Julia is now in a tag team with Tequila Sire. And, you know, where's that going to go? We'll find out. Uh, elsewhere in 2019, Julia would compete with AWG, which is Active Res 
girls still the worst promotion name i think i've come across so far uh big japan pro wrestling seedling uh she participated in the 2019 yokohama pro wrestling festival a manura chitaka uh produce show and then eventually stardom which we will get into that boy howdy will we get into that but 99 matches and a jay-z joke ain't won uh 2019 here we go we'll start with january so as I mentioned, Tequila Saya and Julia decided to become best best friends in the tail end of 2018. Um, from that, they decided to start teaming together. And from that, they went pretty much straight into a winning streak. So in a six-person match alongside Asahi, uh, the trio would defeat Akana Fujita and Azure Revolution, which is Mayuki and Risa Serra, all both big names. Future and former Ice X Infinity champions, which is obviously their big the big championship in Ice Ribbon. Um, they then team with Tsukushi to defeat Kiri, uh, Maika Ozaka, oh, sorry, Ozaki, and Mayukihi. Just as a out-and-out -out tag team, they defeated Makoto and Matsuya Uno. Uh, Makoto, a former Ice X Infinity champion, two-time international tag team, international ribbon tag team champion. Makoto herself, a former Ice X Infinity champion, a two-time international ribbon tag team champion, a Reina world women's champion, a three-time Reina world tag team champion. Just more uh, scalps, I guess, for Julia. And I guess Leslie Tequila Saya. Um, again, as a tandem, they defeated Mayaki Ozaki and Miyako Matsumoto. These matches all happen quite like closely knit together. Obviously, we are in just the month of January, but they're like... So it's Ice Ribbon 931, um, Ice Ribbon 932, Ice Ribbon 934, Ice Ribbon 935. So they are getting early, you know, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Rapport between them and it is working. They are racking up the wins. It even leads to a shot at the Ice Ribbon International Ribbon Tag Team Championships. That was really hard to say for some reason. Uh, it would be a losing effort against reigning champions Kiri and Mayaka Ozaki. And this happening at Ice Ribbon 938. But, you know, it's exciting that they're getting this opportunity so soon after being a Disney tag team. It's Julia's first championship opportunity since her debut back in 2017. It was unsuccessful, like I said, but we are we, we're getting those good vibes for the brand new tag team. We can be happy and be assured that certain good things are going to happen to Julia and Tequila Saya. Elsewhere, Julia on her own, kind of, so... Still in the tag team, but not with Tequila Saya. Got a victory over the Ice Ribbon ace, Tsukasa Fujimoto. Julia teamed up with Suzu Suzuki to defeat Asahi and Fujimoto at Ice Ribbon 936. If, you, if you're already forgotten or just didn't listen last week, and don't worry, I get it. Uh, Fujimoto, as of writing and as of me recording, is a seven-time and the current reigning IRL Ice X Infinity Champion, the top belt in Ice Ribbon. She's also been a six-time International Ribbon Tag Team Champion and a two-time IW19 Champion, which I think is Ice Ribbon's secondary belt. <sighs> as well as that, Julia's tag team partner, Suzu Suzuki, is a future Pure J Princess of Pro Wrestling Champion, which is their top title, and an Ice X Infinity Champion as well. So uh, a very, like, career-building... Well, not career-building, but a significant matchup and a significant scalp as well for Miss Suzuki. So, pretty neat, pretty cool things all around. Whilst we're riding that high, let's go into February, which is quite a quiet month for Miss Leah. 
Uh, on the 17th, she announced that she'd be taking some time off to recover from nerve damage to her hip. Before she left, she did have a couple of matches. She lost to a luchadora called Marseille, a veteran luchadora of CMLL. This is all taking place in uh, Reina. Uh, Marcella is a five-time former CMLL World Women's Champion. I, for an article, I looked back at title lineages for various companies, CMLL being one of them, and oh my god, their entire championship scene is a fucking mess in that company for the men and the women. Um, don't look into it. There's 12, 12 world championships for the men's and eight for the women because they regard every championship as a world championship depending on what's weight class and how many people are in your team. It's a mess, okay? It's an absolute fucking mess. Um, look at it, be afraid, and never look into it again. Carrying on for what we're talking about, and that's Julia. Julia then teamed up with Miami Ozaki to defeat Rishisela and Takiya Saya. Just a bit of friendly friendly banter between the brand new tag team. Not quite sure what Ice Ribbon's booking system is like, but it seems kind of weird to a Westerner like me. Um, Miami Ozaki is a Joshi legend. She was a champion in All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling, Gaia, JWP, Joshi Pro Wrestling. Still can't say that quickly. And Oz Academy. And yeah, new tag team partners who better challenge each other than each other or something. I don't know. I don't quite understand booking for Ice Ribbon. Also, there's very little in terms of notes about the booking decisions and that kind of thing as there are in WWE and AEW and that kind of thing. Because this was a relatively small Joshi promotion two years ago when Cage Match didn't care about that sort of thing. So whatever, I'm not bitter. Julia would return to action on the 17th of March. Uh, pulling double duty immediately. Her first night back was just... <laughs> I, did, were they angry she took time off? Because it feels like they were angry she took time off. Uh, Julia, in her first match back from her first injury, uh, or first major injury as a professional wrestler at New Ice Ribbon 948, Loss to Tsukasa Fujimoto, once again, the ace of Ice Ribbon, and not exactly an easy comeback match. And then later on that day for 949, she teamed up with her new tag team partner, Tequila Saya, in a losing effort to Rin Karakura and Tsubasa Kuragaki. Uh, two names that might be familiar to folks, uh, Karakura especially, a future and former Wave tag team champion. She was part of the AEW Women's World Title Eliminator Tournament that happened... This year? Last year. La no, this year. This year. Time is a mystery. And as for Kuragaki, she was the top champion in JWP Joshi Pororesu. I think I got that. I'm quite happy with that. And Oz Academy, uh, she's one half of the prestigious tag team Harakura alongside Kayako. Nope. Kayoko. Kayoko. Yeah, I'm going to sit with that one. Kayoko Haruyama. Um, yeah. Elsewhere in March, Julia would make her debut for the Asuka Project promotion. Not that Asuka, I know what you're thinking. It is a uh, wrestling promotion ran and organized by a male former professional wrestler called Akira Shinose. In that match for Akira Project, uh, she teamed with uh, Risa Sarah in a losing effort to Tsukasa Fujimoto and Tsukushi. She would then make her debut for Kani King Produce, I think. Again, in a losing effort as Julia teamed with Suzu Suzuki as they were felled by Asahi and Tsukushi. And there's a 
couple of like singles matches just sprinkled in as well. Um, wins over Suzu Suzuki and Matsuya Uno. So March, despite being out for half of it, was pretty bloody busy. That's why I think that someone was quite angry that Judy took time off. One of the six things later. And yeah, they just put back to work really, really quickly. So whatever. It's 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 none of my business. Um, apart from my record once a week to say this my business. Into April then. Uh, opens with a one-on-one -on -one victory against Totoro Satsuki. Get back on that winning horse. We like to see it. Uh, took part in the Pro Wrestling Bar Gold Festival Volume 3 Festival. Uh, Julia teamed with Maya Yakihi to lose to Tsukasa Fujimoto and Tsukushi. Tsukushi and Fujimoto being a tag team is getting become quite annoying, quite honestly, because we keep fucking losing. Come on, Julia. Elsewhere, she returned to BJW, Big Japan Pro Wrestling. Again, losing to Tsukasa Fujimoto. We'll get that double against her one day. Just you wait in a singles match. There's a bike going by. He's gone now. Uh, this happening for an event called BJW Beer Garden Match, which was a televised show. I couldn't find much about it as per, but I really just want to see what that is because you know, beer gardens in the UK get quite rowdy already. So I, I think that would be pretty cool to see a wrestling match in a beer garden. Julie resumed her tag team uh, proper with Tequila Sire. Uh, Saya and Julia defeated the Frank sisters, Akane Fujita and Mochi Miyagi at Ice Ribbon 953. And then once again, the duo were victorious over Suzuzuki and Totoro Satsuki at Ice Ribbon's Peas Party. Peas, there's an S, Peas Party number 26. During April, Julia would be invited by Pure J to take part in their retirement show for Bolshoi Kid, um, otherwise known as Command Bolshoi whom Julia faced back at the Toshiaki Kawada Prodi Show back last year. Uh, Bolshoi was a Joshi vet of now 17 years, 16 and a half at least. Uh, a mainstay with JWP Joshi Pororesu, um, and then moved on to Pure J, also appeared with Eve, Sendai Girls, Wrestle One, Reina, Oz Academy, Ice Ribbon, all sorts of other companies. Um, champion as I said Infinity champion 11 time tag team champion with JWP uh, was their world champion twice and she had to retire too and let me see if I can get all this right uh, ossification of the yellow ligament which is otherwise known as cervical cord compression so we've seen a lot of wrestlers over the years have to go down to neck and spine issues so Bolshoi unfortunately was another casualty of that um, as part of the night Julia took part in a battle royal, which was eventually won by Bolshoi Kid. For those who are really in the know with Joshi, we'll go through the names and hopefully you might recognize some. Uh, Josh, Bolshoi Kid defeated Aiger, or Aiger, A-I-G-E-R. I don't know how that's probably pronounced. Arisa Nakajima, Chichiro Hashimoto, Emi Sakura, we know her. Julia, we know her. Uh, Jaguar Yakoto, Kyoko Inoue, Makoto, Momo Bolshoi, which is the pseudonym used by... Moeka Haruhi. I believe the whole Bolshoi thing was going to be similar to what Pac did for Hayabusa for his uh, produce show a few uh, many years prior to this. Go check that out on season one. Plugging. Uh, Saori Inoue, Shinobu Kandori, Western Pioneer Bolshoi, which was the gimmick used by Subasa Kuragaki for the night. Yumiko Hota and Yumi Oka. 
that was a battle royal that lasted less than 15 minutes, so... People fucking flew! Um, but yes, nice way to send off um, Bolshoi Kud, Command Bolshoi, however you choose to remember her. Um, and yeah, Julia, once again, getting invited to these sort of shows is a pretty nice deal for her and everyone, and that's pretty neat. Let's go into May then, and May is is even neater. And May is actually pretty fucking good for Julia, to be honest. 15 matches, so she was kept rather busy. She made several returns to several companies for AWG. She was in a three-way tag team match, uh, teaming with Naoki Kamata. Uh, she would lose the match against uh, Amazon and Himeka Arita, who we know quite well. Uh, elsewhere in the match, you also had Ibuki Hoshi teaming up with Shoki Kitamura. For seedling, Julia was in a four-on-two handicap match. Uh, This time she won as being part of the, like, numbers side. She teamed with Amazon, Himeka Arita, and Ibuki Hoshi to defeat Naoki, Kamata, and Shoki Kitamura. Julia would then return to Freedoms. And this is where it all gets quite busy. So this whole thing is all about in and around the Yokohama Wrestling Festival. Um... The other shows so far, so with Seedling, Ying Ying, and Active Res Girls, they're their own shows happening almost concurrently to this. Now we are in the, the crux of the Okama Wrestling Festival under the Freedoms banner. Julie went to a three-minute draw, because I just don't understand Japanese wrestling in the slightest. A three-minute draw with uh, Naoki Kamata under the Zero One banner. Again, still with uh, Yokama Pro Wrestling Festival. Julia teamed with Hemeka Arita and Ibuki Hoshi to defeat Amazon, Naoki Kamata, and Shoki Kitamura. And then the whole festival would culminate in Himeka Arita, Ibuki Hoshi, and Shoki Kitamura combining forces to defeat the likes of Amazon, Julia, and Naoki Kamata. That was sort of like an, a, a general trot but multiple brand independent show thing uh japanese wrestling is just really fucking weird and i'm getting a headache julia then entered ice ribbons kizuna tournament a tag team tournament to win something i just didn't really see much about anything i imagine it'll be like an amokaten match for the tag team championships although i'm not quite sure because julia has a tag team i don't understand um what I do know is she was out in the first round. She teamed with Sukushi and in a losing effort to Tequila Saya, her actual fucking tag team. I didn't even read that. And Mayaka Ozaki. This going down at New Ice Ribbon 959. It's just, yeah, it's sad. It's kind of weird. And I don't understand why she's not in the tag team with her actual tag team partner. Uh, Ozaki and Saya do make it to the semis before they are eliminated. I, I just, I'm tired. Uh, Julia then gets in a very brief, but I imagine pretty intense feud with the Ice Infinity Champion, Maya Yakihi. Uh, first of all, you've got uh, Julia teaming up with Matsuya Uno to defeat Yakihi and Tequila Saya. Why are they keep fighting each other? And then as a result of that, Julia gets a world title match against Yakihi. It goes 26 minutes, 39 seconds at New Ice Ribbon 962 Osaka Ribbon 2019. <laughs> It is obviously a losing effort. We are not celebrating an early world championship win for Julia just yet. There are a couple of just 
Oh my god, I'm gonna have to watch it again. I, I, you, you won't realize this, but you'll be back in a second. I promise. I'm back, and yeah. So, partway through the match, there are a couple of just horrific knee shots. Um, yeah, sure, you're slapping the thigh. It doesn't really hurt. Wrestling's fake, but oh my god, the way in which Julia's head snaps back from uh, it's into a um, so Yukihi. Snap Meza down, spins around, one standing knee strike. She's in, like on the bottom rope saying, oh my god, that really hurt. Yukiya bounces off the um, opposite ropes. Running knee strike again. Sounds like a gun's gone off. And Julia's like, ah ha ha, wrestling's fake. Oh my fucking god, my chin, that really hurt. So, yeah. Pretty, pretty hard-hitting match. Expect nothing less from... <coughs> I hurt my throat. Expect nothing less from... Uh, Joshi or just Japanese wrestling in general um, but yeah unfortunately like I say Julia is on the losing end but she's in that ice ribbon world championship picture that's that's pretty damn tasty let's go into June and continuing our tag team with Tequila Saya in various tag team and six person matches they go up against the likes of various cobbled together tag teams that include Hiragi Kurumi Tsukushi Mayaka Ozaki uh, Maya Yukihi and Totoro Satsuki. There goes some more bikes. Uh, there was a friendly meeting between Julia and Tequila Saya. Saya would win. That's going down uh, for P's party number 30. And then Juni would make another appearance for Kani King Produce. She teamed with Moeka Haruhi. 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 Uh, to defeat Haruka. Oh, for fuck's sake. Umasaki? Yumasaki. Yumasaki? They have very weird rules on how they do and do not pronounce E's. Umasaki and Suzu Suzuki. That going down in the Ice Ribbon Dojo in Saitama. So still keep it pretty local. At a BJW Ice Ribbon co-produced show. The show was called Reiwa First Year Match. And I think it's to celebrate the start of the Reiwa error in the Japanese government I I think the dates line up it's kind of weird that they would have a match or a show dedicated to the start of a new um, governmental error imagine if like over here in the UK we did that it's like this is this is the Boris show um, oh my god I can't think of anything worse than a wrestling show dedicated to Boris Johnson it would be the best or worst thing that ever happened during that Weirdly political show, uh, Julia would team with her standard tag team partner, Tequila Saya, in a losing effort to Mayuki and Tsukasa Fujimoto. They had to put the ace and the world champion to defeat our precious Julia and Tequila Saya. It's the only way you can keep them down, I promise you. Also in June, Julia is invited to a Minoru Tanaka produce show uh, called Minoru Tanaka Produce Minoru Na Tanaka Debut 25th Anniversary, the special one, Volume 1. Which is fucking show names. Tanaka is a junior heavyweight star. He was the second man after Naomichi Marufuji. He was the second man after Marufuji to hold all three major Japanese junior heavyweight singles championships. Um, but he's also the only man to hold all five major junior heavyweight championships in Japan, including the tag team championships. This going, of course, against across New Japan Pro Wrestling, All Japan Pro Wrestling, and Noah. So he's a pretty significant dude if you are a junior heavyweight in Hapon. Uh, during that show, 
Julia would be defeated by Sari, who is better known nowadays, at least to the Western audience, as a brand new NXT signing, Saray. Uh, she was uh, the, the number one champion in Pure J, Sendai Girls, and Diana. At the time of this match, she was even the reigning World Women's Pro Wrestling Diana World Champion. Which is a mouthful. I think that's the whole promotional name of Diana. World Women Pro Wrestling Diana. That's why I keep calling it Diana. It's way easier. That's why everyone calls it Diana. It's way easier. Let's go into July then. Because July is exciting. July is a time for Julia and Tequila Sire to finally make a dang statement. Ooh, that was aggressive. Um, as, a, as, a, as a tag team. Following their win over... Matsuya Uno and Suzu Suzuki at Ice Ribbon Peace Party 32. They challenged for the International Ribbon Tag Team Championships. Uh, the reigning champions at the time, Azir Revolution, Mayu Kihi, and Risa Serra. Both ladies have a history against our dear Julia. Um, even most recently, as Mayu Kihi would defend her championship against Julia and would be in, a, in various tag team matches against Julia and sometimes Tequila Sire when they realized they were a tag team. And so yeah, Julia, Tequila Sire versus International Ribbon Tag Team Champions as your revolution. We got brand new tag team champions, boys. Julia and Tequila Sire, your brand new International Ribbon Tag Team Champions. Champions? Champions. Uh, ending as your revolution's reign of 120 days. It is the first... Championships in wrestling for both Julia and Tequila Sire. It is, it is a wholesome moment. A For those who found a Twitch, it is a pog moment. For those pieces of trash out there, it's a dab moment. It's just a very good feel-good thing. Um, and it puts Sire and Julia in their history books. And yeah, it's, 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 it's just positive. It's various positive words that I just can't be asked to fight with at the moment. Elsewhere in July, Julia did team up with Jayla Dark and Tequila Sire to defeat Amazon, Rina Shingaki, and Totoro Satsuki at Peace Party 33. Sire and Julia defeated Bani. Oh god. Oikawa? I'm gonna go with that. Bani Oikawa and Ibuki Hoshi at Ice Ribbon 932. This was the first show after they won the International Ribbon Tag Team Champions, so they would be very sparkly at this point. Julia then pulled double duty at the Ice Ribbon Odakake Pro Wrestling in Toyoso Love Kingdom. Sure. Uh, first of all, teaming with Jayla Dark to, in a losing effort to Azure Revolution. They, you're, not, you're not getting the tag team belts back. You're just not. It's, you, you, can't, you might be beating Julia this time. That's because she's not with Sire. She's with Jayla Dark. I didn't read too much about Jayla Dark, but she's not Tequila Sire. Uh, elsewhere in that night. Uh, Julia teamed with her, her rival, her bitter, most bitter of rivals, uh, Maya Kihi, in a win against Suzu Suzuki and Julia's old bitter rival, uh, Tsukasa Fujimoto. Outside the realms of Ice Ribbon for Just Tap Out Professional Wrestling, which is a promotion run by Takamichinoko, I believe. Julia Kaori. Kaori? Kaori. Kaori. Kaori? Kaori Yonoyama, I just fucking, I don't know. Kaori Yonoyama and Tomaka Inaba defeated Koharu, Hinata, Rhythm, and Seori Anue. It's happening for JTO Hajime, a televised show at that. 
and Kuroko and Hall in Tokyo. Uh, a couple of worthwhile names in there. Yonayama is otherwise known as the most fucking ridiculous Fukugen death or Fukugen death. A former top champion in AJW, JWP, Joshi Pororesu, and in addition to that, holding champions in Pure J, Oz Academy, Stardom, DDT, and Ice Ribbon. She was part of the very first Stardom show I ever watched, which was the We Are Stardom Again, um, loosely Hanakamura tribute show. Um, she spent the entire match quite, and as I found out, this is a, a recurring thing. Spent the entire match sticking a tongue out and pulling a devil horn whilst covered in uh, corpse paint. She was super fun. Um, then, yeah. It's so, it's so different. Just every now and again. Snapmare. Bleh. Clothesline. Bleh. She then gets clothesline. Bleh. Great. Great fun. Worthwhile. Uh, sorry, Anoue at this point was the reigning AWG uh, women's champion or just AWG champion. And as a result of that, for Active Rest Girls, still a bad name, uh, the reigning champion, Sari Anoue, defended her world championship against Julia. Again, she retained. Julia still not quite a world champion just yet. But 1844 battle against the world champion. Julia is, is it's just, she's just so, she's just so great. She's just so great. Let's go into August then. And it's a bloody busy month. Bloody hell. Uh, 16 matches overall and only two losses. Which is pretty decent. Those two losses, we'll start with the tag team loss. Teaming with Tequila Sai in a non-title match against Frank Sisters, Akane Fujita and Hiragi Kurumi. But they lost via count out. So that pretty much doesn't count. Uh, that going down for new ice ribbon 982. Ueno. Ribbon number seven in Uenu Park, Mizudora in Tokyo. And then in the Isex Infinity Championship Tournament quarterfinals, Julia was bested by Risa Serra at Ice Ribbon 986 after defeating Toshiro Suzuki in round one. Elsewhere in the month, I'd, a lot of the matches were like quite middling sort of stuff, but the big ones were Tequila. Saya and Julia successfully defending their International Open Tag Team Championships against Mayaka, Ozaki, and Sari Inoue. This going down for New Ice Ribbon 974, Osaka Ribbon number 3. Julia would then defeat Asahi and Suzu Suzuki in a triple threat match, as well as Ishikawa in a singles match. With Tequila Saya, they would get tag team wins over Hamuko Hoshi and Mayu Kihi, Ibuki Hoshi and Thekla, and Suzu Suzuki and Tsukushi or non-title, but still racking up those wins as a tag team. Heading in September then, more Burning Raw matches, and that's not a sentence that sounds right. Uh, Suzu Suzuki and Tsukushi got bested. Bani, Oikawa, and Maya Yukihi got bested. Rina Shingaki and Tsukushi, they all got bested. They go to a 50-minute draw against Haragi Kurumi and Ibuki Hoshi. Ibuki Hoshi took this as a win for her, because we definitely haven't done that before. Got hold of Mum, said Mum. There's these two girls. I got a championship. I went to a draw. I think that means I should be champion. She's like, you're right, daughter. Let, let, let's do this. And so at Ice Ribbon 992, Yokohama Bunkar Gymnasium 3, Julia and Tequila Saya as Burning Raw successfully defend their International Ribbon Tag Team Championships against Hamuko and Ibuki Hoshi, the mother-daughter tag team of Ice Ribbon and just general Joshi professional wrestling. 
in a no root balloon blast match. No idea what that meant. Couldn't find much about. Oh, uh, that's you know, if memory serves, there was just a ring full of balloons. I have no idea if they factored into the match, but there was a match where the ring was full of balloons. Uh, Burning Rod, Kilasaya, and Juliet defeated Risa Sella and Susu Suzuki at nine nine three. It was the joint birthday festival event for Susu Suzuki and Sukushi. Uh, happy birthday, Suzu Suzuki! You got beat by balloons and Julia. Uh, it wouldn't all be balloons and victories for Julia in the month of September. They would finally lose the International Ribbon Tag Team Championships uh, back to their previous owners, Azure Revolution, Mayukihi, and Risa Serra. This going down at Ice Ribbon, New Ice Ribbon, 994, Yokohama Ribbon, 2019, in Yokohama Radiant Hall, Yokohama, Japan. Lots of Yokohama. It was a 70-day reign, short, kind of, but sweet. Uh, they were they were battling champions, both when the titles were on the line and when they had to care about the peasants that came before them. And I think for a first championship, obviously not looking into the booking too much, obviously. Um, just for time alone, 70 days is pretty decent for an opening belt reign, I guess. Yeah, that's, what's that? that's just over two months. I wouldn't be upset if my first wrestling championship reign was just over two months. I think that's pretty good going. And a sign that I'm going to be so fucking good in the future. Um, but who knows. Away from Ice Ribbon, let's try and like get a win back emotionally before we move into October when we're not a champion. Um, for CMLL Ladies Ring Show, Julia teamed up with Macho Pump. Amazing. In a losing effort to her tag team partner, Proper. Tequila Saya and Gabai G. Chan. For Alma Libre's uh, Volume 4 show, Julia would defeat Suzu Suzuki. And then for the Canning King Produce show, Julia then teamed with Suzuki in a victory over Haruka Umesaki and Moaka Haruhi. We end September though with a loss, uh, a one on one loss to Mayaka Ozaki at Ice Ribbon, New Ice Ribbon 996 in Skip City. Just felt Skip City was really fun to say, so that's why I included it. We end the we end the month on a loss. Mm. October was decidedly shorter for Julia, only down to two matches um, for the month because things get weird. We'll get to it. Those two matches, Julia teamed with Maya Yukihi to defeat Takeda Saya and Yappy. Why? 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 Um, and then. In a match that I... It took me so long to find this, but I was absolutely adamant I had to find it. In a tequila drinking match, Julia teamed with Tequila Saya to defeat Hamuko Hoshi and Tsukasa Fujimoto. Uh, this going down on the 9th for Ice Ribbon's Peas Party Extra Edition. And it was a, it was a tag team match, but every now and again... A tequila song would play, kind of like a Japanese version of um, tequila. And yeah, when that song played, you all pretty much have to stop what you're doing, take a shot of tequila, and then carry on again. It was weird, but it was quite funny. Uh, people got very, quote-unquote, pissed, drunk quite quickly, so... Was it put on? Was it not? I feel like the first couple of times they like, whoa, I have fallen over. 
it was it was the wrestler coming out on them. But when you get to the end of the match and they're trying to do they do a hurricane runner and the person doing a hurricane runner stays on the floor because their world's gone wobbly and like oh god why and that's quite audibly audible to hear i do think the kilo is starting to kick in a little bit i don't know what like a wrestler eats or drinks before going into a match i imagine they want to do it on an empty stomach because you know anyone who's ever like eaten and then gone running will know it's, it's not nice I just kept thinking about how an angry little man in the corner of the internet would be very upset by this match and I kind of want to use it against him as like a part of a torture device so that he disappears forever but we all kind of get away with that, can't we? This was, to quote the great prophet Tom Campbell of Cultolic.com uh, Wrestling is at its best when it's stupid um, and this was both of those things so it, the footage is out there. I uh, can't remember what the website is, but just keep digging. Uh, it's the internet. You'll find it eventually. Julia and Tequila Sire against Hamuko Hoshi and Tsukasa Fujimoto in a tequila drinking match. Uh, 9th of October, 2019. I forgot what year I was in. So we've had the fun part. We've had the fun part. Tequila drinking match. It's all a bit daft. It's all a bit silly. Yuck, 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 yuck. Now things get a bit fucky. So in October, Tequila Sire, Julia's tag team partner, uh, former championship partner, announced that she would be retiring as an active professional wrestler. Uh, this was something that she said was in the pipeline since she got into the business. Uh, a couple of years prior, she said that she always planned on having a three-year-long wrestling career. She had other avenues that she wanted to explore. Fair enough. Ultimately, her lasting legacy is going to be the Peace Party show, um, which was, if you're unfamiliar with Peace Party and just wondering why I keep saying a, a weird term, uh, the Peace Party is Ice Ribbon's like, rookie showcase show, kind of like what NXT used to be and FCW and Ohio Valley Wrestling and that kind of thing. Um, so her I, her lasting legacy with the company of Ice Ribbon um, until like a few years later, where I think this year, IRL, her idol company, her idol band, sorry, have done performances for Ice Ribbon to like just jazz up the little crowd that they have just to make sure they go home happy. Um, but yeah, the whole idea of like let's give people who've only got like one or two years worth of experience or need to like fine tune the edges, let's give them room platform to get them over a little bit. That's down to Sire. So she's gonna have a legacy in Ice Ribbon, regardless what happens next. But yeah. She she and actually was going to retire as an active professional wrestler. She would go on to work behind the scenes for a while at Ice Ribbon, and then, as I said before, she transitioned into being an idol performer, forming the group Autonatic Romance. I don't know what Autonatic means, but it's an idol band. J-pop's pretty cool, not as good as K-pop, but it's pretty cool. And yeah, it's it's a it's a performer going out on their own terms. Like I said, she always wanted to have a three-year-long wrestling career so that she could go back and pursue other things like being um, an idol performer. So, yeah, that that's that's part one. So, her last match was scheduled to be on the 13th of October. It was going to be Tequila Saya and Julia teaming up one last time against Totoro Satsuki and Matsuya Uno. However, the show would get delayed and the match would get delayed due to a typhoon, which like damaged the area. 
fair enough. And it was going to be rescheduled to a later date, but on the night the match should have happened, Saya's tag team partner, her Burning Raw tag team partner, the lady she won the International Ribbon Tag Team Championship with, the whole subject of this podcast series, uh, Julia announced quite abruptly that she would be leaving Ice Ribbon effective immediately. The very next day, Julia turns up at the World Wonder Ring Stardom Show, World Champion Wars, following the match between the World of Stardom Champion B Priestley and challenger Hana Kimura. Uh, in response to this, Tequila Saya said that she would delay her retirement until the end of the year, saying that she would fulfill all the obligations left behind by Julia. So let's look at that a bit more. Um, the day her partner is supposed to be retiring as an active competitor from professional wrestling, it gets delayed because of conditions outside anyone's control. And so Julia takes that opportunity to say, I am leaving Ice Ribbon right now. Like, like now, now. And then the very next night at another company, it's almost like the Monday Night Wars again. The very next night, there's Julia. And not only that, she's getting involved with the world title picture for that promotion. So, yeah, it's it's not great that her her partner is now having to fulfill all the dates that Julia left behind. There's not much details surrounding this. Obviously, both parties, all parties have been quite hush-hush about the finer details about what happened. It's mostly regarded from what I've seen as stardom sniping talent, which it's arguments for and against. That's why a company like WWE put so many blockers and defendants on contracts. Um, even then, Julia would still have to battle out of her current contract, which somehow she must have done. There's a lot of very delicate things at play here, but you know what's happened is Julia is no longer part of Ice Ribbon. She is now with Stardom, and this was part of like a series of massive coups for Stardom. In 2019 alone, they had already recruited Hanakamura on an exclusive deal from Wrestle One. AEW's Riho announced that she had also signed with Stardom alongside her contracted work with AEW. Um, that resulted in her departure from Gato Move. And then Julia, who was once considered the ace or the future ace of Ice Ribbon, is now a part of the Stardom roster. And again, in between Kimura and B Priestley, who I think at this point was part of Oedo Tai. So, yeah, it's there's a lot of things happening. I don't know if Kimura had her Cyber Tokyo Squad stable at this point, but e either way, shit is going down in Joshi Promotions. And the center of that is now Miss Julia, or the latest installment of that is Julia. And yeah, it's it's a significant thing. Like I said, most people point to stardom poaching her, but there's not for a while yet. Uh, I don't think we'll ever find the more crispy details. Maybe if like once Julia retires and she's like, oh, let's, let's do memoirs or um, a tell-all interview with Chris Jericho, something like that. We'll find out the finer points. But for now, we, we can only but speculate and talk blindly about it on the internet. 
um, as a result, well, I think as a result of that, just part of like the transition process or contractual things or just generally getting ready, uh, Julia did not wrestle for the month of November. Instead, she would make her debut with Stardom and a return to pro wrestling on the 8th of December, uh, defeating Hazuki via referee's decision at Stardom Goddess of Stars Night 4 in Shinkiba First Ring Stadium, well, in Shinkiba First Ring in Tokyo. Uh, Hazuki is not quite someone just to look down upon. Um, it's, and she's not exactly like jobber fodder as well. First of all, the match went 15 minutes, or just slightly over. Uh, Hazuki is a four-time Artist of Stardom champion, which is their six-person belt. And she's also a former high-speed champion, which is kind of like their X-Division. Uh, Julia remained undefeated in December, picking up wins against Saki Kishima and Andres Miyagi. Uh, Kishima is a four-time Arsenal Stardom champion and a goddess of Stardom champion as well, which is their tag team division. And Miyagi is a two-time Sendai Girls tag team champion, as well as an artist of Stardom champion as well. Julia would then wrestle a 15-minute draw against Hanakamura at Stardom year-end climax in Kurokuen Hall, making her Stardom TV stroke streaming debut uh, at the same time. So, that was the very busy year of 2019 for our third Julia. 99 matches overall, winning 60 of them, losing 35 and drawing 4, resulting in a 60.6% win rate. She formed a brand new tag team with her former rival, Tequila Sire, uh, which eventually be called Burning Raw, and would eventually see them capture the Ice Ribbon International Ribbon Tag Team Championships, defeating Maya Yukihi and Risa Sera, otherwise known as Azure Revolution. They would hold the belts for 70 days before uh, dropping the titles back to Sarah and Yukihi in September. There were other championship opportunities as well. She challenged then Isaac's Infinity Champion Maya Yukihi in a one-on-one match and then challenged AWG Champion uh, Sairi Anue. Anu? I'm going to go with Anue. It sounds cooler. And yeah, she competed for AWG, Big Japan Pro Wrestling, Just Tap Out, Zero One, Seedling, and was invited by Pure J to take part in the Command Bolshoi Retirement Show, as well as Minoru Tanaka's Produce Show and CMLL's Lady Ring event as well. She had quit Ice Ribbon in October, signing to Stardom the following day, or in the ranks that period, appearing for Stardom the following day, we'll say, before making her debut against Hanakamura in the December and yeah we're going to 2020 now a member of stardom a a massive buzz is around Julia because of the circumstances which she's part of stardom now um I think by this point more people outside of the regular neckbeards were getting involved with stardom that the the slow boom that New Japan got with um everyone saying like Oh, yeah, you know AJ Styles over there now? You know he's having really good matches? Oh, yeah, who against? Kenny Omega, who is he? Oh, my God, he's brilliant at that all the time. And that slow but, like, very intense climb for New Japan in the West. I felt like by this point, Stardom was getting something similar or, like, across the 2019, they were getting something similar because they were just putting on incredible matches and a lot of the female talent that was just way too good for WWE um, and were just, like, dominating the indies were going there. So you had... Uh, Tony Storm, uh, Session Mouth Martina, Zoe Lucas, Kimberly, Kelly Klein. Uh, you also had uh, Chris Wolf, I think. No, Chris Wolf retired by this point, but you had B Priestley, who I'd already mentioned. There's a lot of 
gaijin western performers with stardom now and that that similar sort of peak in their popularity uh, was you know more and more people were paying attention is what i'm trying to say and now they had um and now they had julia it's only going to get better because julia's fantastic professional and there's controversy around here uh, why is prophet once said controversy creates cash i think that was in the wwe game um i know eric bischoff said that i'm making a joke okay chill um but yeah that does it for part two of an introspective look at julia um now and current stardom professional wrestler in 2020 we'll look to see how her start in stardom continues whether any you know would be tag teams or stables form from her influence whether or not um just what her workload is like you know just because we all know 2020 went smoothly for everyone and we'll maybe get to see a different side of julia one that is a bit more aggressive and a bit more championshipy but that's next week this is now thank you very much for listening i have been Stephen. that is me i'm i'm me hello uh come find me and chat to me tell me i'm doing a good job tell me i'm doing a shit job tell me i'm doing a job at lifetime booking facebook twitter instagram and i think that's it yeah bye everybody